You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, it's truly Freestyle Friday today, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, June 2nd, episode 3196, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. So for all of you that are new to the show, Freestyle Friday, the term started on Fridays when we didn't have a guest. And it was just Jamie and I, and we really had no plan, and we didn't really know what we were going to talk about for an hour. Uh, And that's how we got Freestyle Friday, because we were kind of just freestyling. Well, welcome to Freestyle Friday, because we have no guest. (laughs) Our guest postponed, and it's just Jamie and I. And we have random news we're going to talk about, maybe a rant or two along the way. Uh, We are, you know, one of the very exciting things that's going to happen today is we're announcing four winners for over $600 in prizes for really bad ads today. And they're great prizes, too. Oh, my gosh. Jennifer asked me, because she puts all that together, really bad ads for us, and she asked me today, she said, can I win? I said, did you submit? an ad <laughs> she you really pay to play baby yeah she really wanted the one the fly package that we're giving away today so we are going to give away prizes so that's great we're probably the only horse podcast this week in the world that's giving away 600 dollars in prizes matter of fact that is very specific i'm sure we are <laughs> And then, the only one this week at yes, 72 right. degrees that's at right. 412 in the afternoon right. who's going to be giving away a prize that may or may not be around $600 on a Friday. That's called marketing, Jamie. Marketing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're right. No, right. right. <laughs> so, Branding. Uh, you know, the post-show, Auditor Rachel's going to stop by. She has an update post-surgery. We've been talking about Rachel. And, she, of course, she was our spotlight rider last year, one of them. And she wants to give all the auditors who help support her through all of this financially, actually. Uh, she's going to give them an update. So she's going to join us. And I'm glad she's feeling well enough to do that. Absolutely. So another update on an auditor is Debbie Holt. Remember, Debbie is our auditors hiking the Appalachian Trail. And uh, she is on day 57. She's in Virginia. And she's averaging like 20 miles a day now, which is a lot. I learned that. And all our now, hikes in They Norway. give you a name when you're on the trail, right? Yeah, and I can't remember what hers is. Hers is something like, oops, because she yes, keeps falling. Yes, that's right. That's right. It it's like not that, that, but it's close to that. Yeah, I can't right. remember. I can't, or trip or something like that. Yeah. Um, you're right. That's what it was. So she's still hiking. She's been hiking with some fellow veterans. When They tend to 
form these little families that they hike with, and they're called tramleys on the Appalachian Trail uh, because they're all dirty and stinky and smelly. So the word tramp came up, so they're called tramleys. Okay, and okay. That's how they I got that term. Trail families. Yeah. That'd be trailies, though. Yeah, yeah. That's why how that came about. But she's ha- had some fellow veterans because she's a veteran that she's met up with and has been hiking with. Uh, and then last oh, week, like military, military veterans. veterans. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I thought you yeah. were like trail veterans. No. See, I'm all in the trail. Yeah. Military veterans, because she retired, I don't know, she had a pretty good rank. Um, And then last week, she got the inevitable food poisoning that everybody gets on the trail at one point or another. But fortunately, she was at a hostel when it happened, because it usually happens when they're out in the woods. And guess what there's not in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) No potties. (laughs) So she actually stayed there for a few days. She really got lucky that she was at a hostel. Uh, Everybody gets food poisoning on the trip at one point or another. And sometimes it's from the water, or, you know, they're drinking stream water and clarifying it and stuff like that. But So she's still hiking. She's still doing well and still on her way to uh, to Maine. So we'll keep, we'll get her back on again here soon when I can catch up with her when she has cell signal. Because amazingly, we had better cell signal in these little towns of 300 people in the middle of a fjord in the mountains of Norway than we have here in Ocala. It's amazing. It was just nuts. <laughs> so, so how do they have better cell signal over here? So uh, we're, we do have some things we're going to talk about today. There's been some updates from Churchill Downs. Uh, we we uh, we have some other news we're going to talk about. I have a survey show if we have time. So we'll we'll get to all of that. But first, we have to do our daily winnies. Well, we have a happy birthday to auditors, Lulu Clark, uh, Mogi Beard and Muller. Hey, Mogi, happy birthday to you. She's a fellow cruiser, by the way. Uh, Jordan Manfredi. Shant- I can always tell who's been on the cruise because you say their name different. <laughs> oh, because like I actually know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I know Chantel too. Chantel uh, was somebody that I worked with at Bit of Britain all those years ago. That's where I met Chantel. She's been a listener ever since I started the network. She was around when I started the network. And then our friend Max Cochran. Uh, it's her birthday as well this weekend. So happy birthday to all of them. And I also wanted to mention that we're looking for a full-time podcast coordinator here at Equine Network help help manage advertising and help manage the shows and help the hosts out and things like that. So if you have any experience at all in podcasting uh, and are interested in learning more, you can email me at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. And getting that person will make me what, Jamie? Less stressed, Glenn. And less grumpy. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie really wants somebody to apply for this job. Um, I posted this on LinkedIn yesterday. And I haven't posted. I don't do LinkedIn much. Do you? No. No. I had. I don't s- want to network with anybody. I don't want anybody to know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I had seventy applications in ten minutes. Wow, that's amazing. That's how many ho- podcast people are looking for gigs, uh, but not a lot of them were horse people. So uh, if you're interested in that and you're listening to this now and you have any podcasting experience, then definitely send me an email. In the meantime, we have an equine bias with our job applicants. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Must like horses. I mean, technically for this job, I just need somebody who knows podcasting, but it sure would be nice if they knew something one end of a horse from another. Yeah, if they were. were oh, sorry. Horse, that was an accident. Sorry about that. No, I just saying like it'd be nice if somebody knew what a gelding 
welding was, and they were yes, like, right. "Oh, that's, that's weird." Right. That's right. <laughs> and what you know, sheath cleaning is. But you say like laminitis. <laughs> <laughs> I had more jokes, Glenn. You'd say laminitis, and they'd be like, oh, "Bless you." <laughs> See, that was worth it. That was worth the Although wait. we could get him on and do the horse term thing that we do with non-horse people. That could be yes, fun. Yes, yeah. that's always fun. Yeah. But usually you have to be drinking to make that fun. That's true. It's All too right. early in the my, morning. My daily Winnie goes to, oh gosh, Glenn, we had, you know, my son's birthday oh, yeah, was we Wednesday. About a Wednesday, right? You had a party and of some kind. If you want to feel old, he just turned 10. Yes, that's right. 10 years old. Do you want to feel old, Chad and I? are with you because like oh my god we feel like he's one foot in the grave now because he's 10 we're like what happened it's 10 so anyway you had a birthday party and he's gotten really into dungeons and dragons oh, that's right it was a D party yeah so they had i let him um invite over four other boys and then our little neighbor here brooklyn she got to come up and hang out and they had all the boys got to do the slumber party and they watched D. we had water balloon fights i'm like i'm at the age where my son still wants me to participate in his life you know which is cool uh so you got two uh, years for that now <laughs> I, I mean at some point his birthday party is gonna be like mom get out yeah. you know but at this point i like organize other these water balloon games and contests and I had prizes. I was like super mom. And then they had dinner and they watched Dungeons and Dragons, the new movie. And then they, um, which by the way, there's a part at the end where I wasn't even watching the movie. Haven't seen it. Started watching it at the end. And I started crying. Like, and I was, I was like, what? (laughs) This is so sad. Like, this is so sad. I can't believe you didn't make that decision. Oh my God. And then all the boys are making fun of it. I was like, you're all heartless. <laughs> the poor mother. <laughs> anyway, so they did that and then they played. Was there a the, dragon at the party, by the way? A dragon? Yeah, well, it's Dungeons Dragons. Did you? Well, have a dragon Zeus at the party? is in Colorado right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a sub. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they played and Chad was the dungeon master. And it was like, and there were all these kids and, and there was all these kids that were like new to it. And there were some that already knew how to play and they played until the wee hours. And Lucas the next day, like that night was like, mom, this was the best birthday party ever. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is, that and is Chad it. And calls then me a geek. I mean, for real, like <laughs> I, first of all, let me tell you a little something. I did not marry a D and D player. I married a fighter pilot. He was like this super cool guy. And then I start dating him and I did not know that he was on the air force racquetball team. I'm like, you're a racquetball player. People play racquetball. So yeah. I might, and by the way, do you know what else he's really good at? Ping pong. So like any Ooh, sport he's with gonna a racket, be in pickleball next. Oh God. So I, then, then we're married for years and we have this kid and he turns about eight and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to teach Lucas D and D. And I was like, the hell's D and D he's like dungeons and dragons. I was like, why do you know what that is? He's like, cause I've played it all growing up. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't marry dungeons and dragons player. What? So let me get this straight. You are masquerading as a fighter pilot, but Underneath all Does that, he have you're a, a D&D racquetball player. A secret player. D&D costume he never told you about? They don't have a costume, oh, but okay. he is very good at 
weaving a tail. It's so basically roll dice like a game. I, I have I never played really... it. I'm, my geek cred is out the window because I have oh, never man, played Dungeons and Dragons. You'd love it. You'd love it. And so they have all these dice and he got all these D&D presents and it was just like, it was, it was so heartwarming to see your son and your husband connecting on something like that and have all these kids it's involved. actually it improv, great. right? Basically, so there's like kind of a story of Jen, who is a listener who plays D&D. She played with Lucas when she came up to pick up her horse. Like they play. She's probably cringing right now. But yes, there's some sort of like outline of things and they have to do these battles against these villains and they roll the dice and that depends on how many are now just freaking out send your complaints to jamie at horse radio look y'all should be appreciative that i'm (laughs) reaching out i'm trying i'm breeding future DD players okay so there's like hit points and power-ups and i don't know all right next time i come out you and i have to play with those two because neither Mm -hmm. one of us have ever played before no, I don't. I don't do that. You can play though with them. It'll be awesome. You'll have a great time. I think my improv <laughs> training might help. It's. It seems like they love it. They get they, really you into it. Kind of weave a story, right? Isn't that the whole? Yeah, idea? and they do have these little like every. There's. I was like, where's the game board? They were like, there's no game board. I was like, but how do you know what you're doing? You just, it's in your imagination. So there's I was like, no what? banker like Monopoly either. No. I want like the cones of Dunshire, <laughs> like a giant board with all these castles and. All the things, and if anybody got that reference, you're my new friend. I tried uh, to play so, chess on the uh, cruise, and I almost forgot what, what the pieces did. It's been so long. What does this one do? How, yeah. where, which, where does this <laughs> and one I go? used to play chess all the time. And by the way, my son is in the chess club at school, so yes. Do you want to hear something really embarrassing? Because I've told you this before. New listeners won't know this, but I was ranked as one of the top backgammon players in, in the world at one point. <laughs> and I tried to play backgammon. I couldn't even remember where the pieces went. And I was what? like one of the top backhanded players, and I, I had to look. Now oh that was 30 gosh. years ago, but, you know, yeah. still. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask you, you said something on Wednesday, and you said farm, you just put said it in passing, and I, you might have talked about this while I was gone, but I need to ask about it. Uh, you said Farm Boy had officially left for the summer. He's done. He's not, not helping you out anymore. I feel like we should have a moment of silence before I start discussing <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll give you a little of that. Everybody, no, just so, hold so, your heads. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Farm Boy, my assistant, is like a, a very integral part of my existence, and he left for the summer because he's like going to have like a career and things, and needs to do internships for those that particular career. I mean, he's en- engineering. Okay, so it's like a big. He's a big brain, so he leaves. And, you know, every other summer that he's been here, he's been here two other summers, and he goes to Wyoming to be like a cowboy with his uncle who manages a ranch in Wyoming. And I'm not kidding you. The second that kid leaves, I don't I don't hear from him Till he gets back to my door and I'll text him and I get no response. There's just, it's non-existent because he's up there playing cowboy. There's probably no service. He's like roping and branding cattle and doing all this stuff. And, um, I never hear from him. Glenn, in the past five days, one, two, I have 12 text messages from far boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an I'm like, he's so <laughs> bored. <laughs> <laughs> he's out in Louisiana doing like petroleum engineering stuff. Oh. And like, 
I'm like, you're so miserable. Uh, how long do you think he's going to so last much. in that field, by the way? He, well, he's smart enough to understand that this is a very lucrative business to be involved it is, in. Yeah. And he's going back and getting his master's. So, which is great for me because he's going to stay an extra year, but like, so he, I don't think he wants to do it, but I think he realizes that he's not, he's smart enough to know, make your money now, buddy. Yeah. And, and then pay you'll for have a lifestyle it. later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, and, and, and I've definitely encouraged that. Would I love for him to become a Monty Roberts certified instructor? Sure. I would have liked to do it at 20, but then I would have to work for somebody, you know, like, the way that it's great now is I have my own place and I'm able to financially afford the farm. The, the, the horse training isn't going to pay for the farm. The horse training pays for groceries and pays for my horses, basically. So he's smart enough to understand that, that that's the way it is. But yeah, I'm like, somebody misses me. All right, Jamie, let me talk to the <laughs> listeners here for a second. And especially the auditors. I will be doing a, we'll be doing a, uh, some over-unders. Uh, in the auditor room on how long it takes for Jamie to get absolutely unbearable. <laughs> I, I am predicting we have, I know her pretty well now after all these years, I am predicting we have about two weeks till I start hearing endless whining in the pre-show uh-huh. before the yeah. show starts. And it's gonna, just getting hotter. And it's I, gonna I think just be two worse. weeks. And, and we can take bets. Some of you might think she'll go longer or shorter. Some of you might think by tomorrow. But um, we'll find out. We'll have to do a poll in the auditor room and see how long Jamie's going to go. Well, you know, I, I, I got to tell you that I just love working with Horse and Hound Rescue. The, they're the rescue that provides me with all the thoroughbreds that I restart. And, you know, being that I'm by myself this summer, I had a girl come out last year some, but I kind of, she's kind of like my $20 babysitter. Like she didn't do anything. It's just, I was, she was there and called 911. So like I needed more help. So I've got Ginger here who lives here and she's helping me in the mornings a little bit, but like, I just, uh, it's to the point where it's going to get hotter. I have my own horses that I would like to ride and I don't have any help for the most part. You know, no far, nobody to ride with me. So I, I called knelled at, at, at the rescue. And I was like, Hey, you know, last summer I took one horse at a time, but I think what would be better is if I took two at a time, but I only charge training on one and board on the other. And I train one, one day and one the next. And so the one that, so I'm not killing myself, but they're getting the social media exposure. They're getting off the farm. They're getting some training, even though it won't be as fast as it was. And then I won't be killing myself trying to get it done before the podcast or before it gets too hot. And this is her response. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, that's a really good idea. That woman is so wound up. (laughs) I love it. I love her so much. And and we're dealing with some, uh, an injury, uh, with one of the horses that I have right now, which really wrecked me. Um, I, I was, I, I, I get these horses sent to me from, horse and hound and they've been there. They've been in a turn and a stall. They get taken off the track. The people tell you all the things about the horse, but they're usually not true um, or limited. And so the horse came and got off the track, went to the stall and went to the paddock and it's been there a month. And I, I, I won't take them unless they've had it a month downtime. So I get the horse home and, Oh, he's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. And just was a frazzled mess on the first day. And the day two was like way better. And then day three was great. Uh, just like, I was like, Oh, there you are. But I noticed he has like a little hitch in his giddy up behind. And upon further inspection, 
there's something really wrong with his pelvis, like really wrong with this pelvis. And I really was excited about this horse and, and to find this and to just not know what to do uh, aside from, I, I mean, and he's three and he's just so beautiful. And I was really excited and, and I decided to call her, you know, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm wrecked because I take a lot of pride in these horses and I love these horses. I just I love training them. I love everything about them, who they are and who I can help them become. And it's just my favorite thing. And to have one with probably potentially a career ending injury. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. So I call, Hey, I uh, think this is going on. And she's like, all right, well, let's get him into the vet and let's see what's going on. We'll take all the x-rays and do all the things. And you just you wouldn't expect that from a person who is managing a rescue with 50 off the track thoroughbreds. And I'm, I'm clearly upset. And, and I'm just like, are you sure? I like, uh, that would be so great. Thank you so much. And again, it's just, she's like, that's what she goes. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. And I just, I think I get so into penny pinching because I try to be careful with. Well, let's face it. You and I have had lives where we had to penny pinch. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really, really poor. And, and to know that this is all like, you know, funded as well through donations and just, and, and just to 100% trust me and 100% put the horse first. And that is what I've been dealing with at Horse and Hound uh, Rescue in Guthrie for three years now. The three years I've been working with them, 19, 20, oh, it's four years now. And I've just never been disappointed. And I just, I'm so grateful. So anyway, this horse goes in next next Wednesday and we'll see what's going on and, and get some more details about it. But yeah, there there you go. I just, I love that place. I love it. And so, yes, um, being that I have no assistant, I think two weeks is generous. (laughs) Two weeks. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Hey, speaking about horses in the system, thoroughbreds going into the system, I think that we might see more of them going into the system quicker if this, what happened yesterday at Churchill Downs gets adopted at all the racetracks. Something else happened? Yeah, so remember I said that the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority was doing the emergency meeting in Lexington, um, and they were getting together with Churchill Downs to find out, you know, to do something about the horses that are dying there. They've had 12 in, in the last five weeks. And... So what they've come, what Churchill Downs has done, and I want to see this, and it's very clever, and I, I want to see this at tracks across the country, which is what the HISA is supposed to do, right? They're supposed to find these things that work, but then make them uniform across the country. So, right. You know, these things only work if all the tracks play along. If not, then the people just trainers just shuffle horses around. So this is what it is. Um, they will no longer offer incentives to trainers who start horses in its races or pay purse money for the first place through the last place. So what they were doing is it, they would pay all the way to last place. So it might only be, you know, $300 or $100 or whatever. But you had 10 horses in the race and they would pay to last place trying to get, in, they'd give them incentives to get their horses to race. And well, they want of, horses in the races. Well, and yeah, I they know don't when want I used to four gallop horses. at Keeneland, right. you know, the, the trainers get the stalls for free. They don't pay board, um, the self care, obviously, but they, they, you know, they'll get a block of stalls and they would have to race a certain amount of horses in races at Keeneland when I galloped there. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, but the, the problem with that is it encourages and some already. Yeah, yeah. Or they're, 
they're broken down and they shouldn't be racing at all. Um, so what they're going to do now is they're only going to do payouts to the top five. So they're cutting that back. So there's no incentive for just cramming them in there. For for taking a horse you know is going to lose and throwing them in there. Right. So horses will be, get this too. They added this to it, which I like. Horses also will be allowed only four starts during an eight-week period. And horses uh, that are beaten by more than 12 lengths in five consecutive starts. Now, first of all, if you got a horse that's been beaten by 12 lengths in five consecutive starts, why the hell are you running them anyway? They've but, already gone to horse and hounds. I get <laughs> No, up. but they, they are. The that's get. the problem. Yeah. They'll be ineligible to race until the equine medical director approves their return to racing. Okay, so, like that. yeah. So, because what happened was uh, on Saturday, they had a seven-year-old mare named Kimberly Dream that was making her 61st start at seven years old in a $40,000 claiming race with only five horses in the race, all right? She had not been competitive in her five most recent starts, losing by margins of 19 to 33 lengths. So in her last five starts, she's lost by at least 19 God, why lengths. Are they still running her? Well, there you go, right? And then she, guess what? She broke down and they had to put her down in the race. So here you go. This is what they're trying to avoid. Like this horse should have been sent out to horse and hound, you know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. But they keep, because they were getting these incentives, they keep racing them because they're at least making some money, right? Um, and so I'm hoping that things like this are what's going to help change it. Now, the problem with this is if, if let's say, you know, obviously this track does it, but then what's the other smaller, dinkier track in Kentucky? What's it called? Turfway. Turfway. So they'll just take these horses to Turfway if Turfway doesn't have the same rules. And that's the problem. That's why it needs to be uniform. But it's rules like this, you know, yeah, drugs and all that stuff, but stuff like this probably is even more prominent in the breakdown of horses than drugs uh, because they're just running them too long. You know that. You get the campaigners. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing, too, how many horses that I get. And, 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 and there's – see, there, there's good people everywhere and there's bad people everywhere. And a lot of the horses that I get, like this one horse here right now, he ran three times. And they were like, he just didn't want to do it. Like there was no he, – he just wasn't – capable he had no desire and they were like okay just retire him as opposed to like kind of like you and i running a 5k just no desire yeah well she just yeah she just (laughs) slipped through the cracks you know and and that's this i get it kind of concerns me that the equine medical director has to approve them i I don't know what that means i don't know who hires that person this is Brad. He's the equine medical director. Oh, you a veterinarian? Yeah. No, it doesn't say veterinarian. So I hope that they're careful about that. But yeah, they, like I was thinking about our, our friend Alex Sherman, you know, who comes on and talks about their racehorses. And, and those horses are treated with the utmost love, respect, and care, and all that they're treated like athletes, which these horses are and should be treated just like any equine athlete of any sport hunters, jumpers, eventers. They're all, everybody is an equine athlete, and you will take care of them. But when you get some people who, 
they see the bottom dollar and, and you've got an owner over here who doesn't even know what, what horses he has and that there's a lot of pressure on the trainer to get him in races and then the trainer has to get him races and throws him in these races at the track because they're going to lose the, the money of the training fee. It's just, there's a, it's just a huge tumble down. So I do think that this is a good thing. All of these rules being, but this is the first I'm hearing of it, but it's good. I, I, I think you can continue to tighten the screws on, you know, what do they, what they say when you have a horse, how do you know if your horse needs more food or less food? Well, condition. you look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look at it, yeah. you look at the horse and that's kind of what I'm seeing with these horses. Like, like this horse, Kimberly's dream. If somebody just would have looked at it on pay and just been like, Hey, I don't think this is going the right direction. You know? Like, I don't think so. But then you have people like Alex Sherman who micromanage, thank God, every molecule that goes in their horse's mouth and, and every step that they take and, and all that. And I mean, accidents happen to any of them. They happen to all of our horses. Here's my horse who he's totally fine. Nothing changed. And then he's like, mm, I'm just not going to eat today. You know, like, uh, What's it? And then there's one horse like, I'm going to get in a trailer and freak out and slice my leg open. That yeah, was, or that Jennifer's was last horse week. who, you know, just gets hurt yeah. in the field running around, you know? So like- <laughs> all of these happen and, and it's, it, it, but it comes down to like me, I'm like, oh, that horse isn't eating today. There's something wrong. Whereas the owner who's not present doesn't realize that, you know, I lost by 33 links last time and then 12 last time and the time before, you know what, maybe we should call it. The trainer goes, I'm still, I need, I need that training money. So I'm just going to, everything's fine. So I think that this will be better. I'm sorry, there's well, a lot of words It's only going to be better under one condition. All tracks adopt it. Otherwise, well, they just move the horses. And again, it yeah. sounds like the HISA, Horse uh, Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, I think that's what they're trying to do. But, you you know, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. So let's get it going here. And uh, Well, and then they're going to also have to prove that they have teeth, right? Um, so, and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to use their teeth. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, you know who does help horses? That's Kentucky Performance Products. And they help them better than any rules and regulations at any track. So <laughs> let's hear from them. And then we're going to come back and we'll have more rants and raves about other stuff. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. So we just had the ad from Kentucky Performance Products. What is the thing that we always say is the horse's number one problem and is always the problem on every Facebook page, no matter what the horse problem is? Oh, uh, ulcers. Yes. Well, that's correct. 
Well, now they're doing a study, and this is out of New Zealand. It's the New Zealand Institute of Technology is now studying riders. They're doing a massive study of riders and gastrointestinal problems. Why they're studying riders' ulcers? You can just ask somebody. That's it. That's what they're doing. And what they're trying to determine, apparently they've studied other athletes, and they've determined that runners have more stomach problems than bike riders, and they attribute that to the constant pounding, you know, the bouncing and the pounding of running, as opposed to you're pretty much sitting still on a bike, right? Uh, You're not getting that pounding. So what they're trying to determine with riders is because they use their core more than probably any other athlete, and they're using their core all the time, and they're using it basically getting bounced like a runner would. Posting. Yeah, posting and all of that stuff. Is that causing more gastrointestinal problems? And they want to determine that to determine should there be, you know, basically do they, what's that? product that everybody uses for gastrointestinal problems. Gastrogard? Uh, yeah, they want to, you know, I guess what, what what they want to determine is do some riders need preventative maintenance with ulcers and things like that. And they said, of course, you're going to get ulcers. You know, you're going to get ulcers when you're competing anyway, because you're nervous, right? So, you know, a lot of athletes have ulcers. One, one because they're really watching food intake, and they're nervous. And, you know, some people will always just throw up before the ride. That's just going to always happen. But it, it, they said it's one of the first studies that they're doing on the athletes and ulcers. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what that, how that comes out. And uh, I'm sh- I don't know if this is being paid for by GastroGuard, who now has a human product. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I don't know about that. There was something else, too. How do – and I've mentioned – we haven't talked about this for a long time. But I've brought it up before. How do people afford to show on a regular basis? I don't know where they get the money. So this was posted on one of the Facebook pages, and it was a lady who said, I don't, I don't know if I can keep showing. You know, she's obviously not wealthy, and she said, you know, here's my breakdown for a show she entered. And, and it's, it's probably a jumper show because the USHJA was mentioned in here. So she was competing in a jumper show, and she listed the fees. Can I go over the fees quick for one show? And yeah. I don't know how many classes this, this is. include classes it, or I, no? I don't think so. Um, so... So the U.S. The, so this is the fees. The USEF fee was twenty three dollars. The USHJA support fee was two dollars. The manure disposal fee was eighty five dollars. The nominating fee. What the hell is that? Nominating fee. Not you to nominate a horse for like a special, like a medal class or something. All right, fifty dollars. The stalls were almost three hundred dollars, two hundred ninety five dollars. By the way, why is the manure disposal included in your stall rent? Yeah. Uh, as a horse husband, I'm asking that question. <laughs> Credit card and service fee, $14. Mandatory schooling fee, $40. And shavings, $52. I come back to, why aren't the shavings included in the stalls? I never understood that either. So basically, you're paying for air uh, when you're there. So her total fees were $561. That's not including her classes. Class fee. I just a class did the math. Fee? No, class fee is not in here. So... That's just to go to the show. And her point was, I'm, I don't have a living quarters trailer, but I'm sleeping in my trailer because I can't afford the hotel. I don't know how anybody affords the show, especially on a regular basis where you're going out several times a month and you have this. I don't get it. Don't yeah, know. it's it's definitely a uh, limiting group of people that can do this. I mean, I certainly understand the importance of the drug fees, although they don't drug test every horse. So 
to me, I feel like they're blanket drug testing, uh, you know, charging everybody. Where's the rest of that money go? You know, because like I've competed at many, many horse shows and for some reason jet would get tested all the time. Uh, but I mean, I've gone to, uh, I paid $40 or $20 or whatever for drug fees and probably gotten tested one out of every 15 times that I've competed. So where's the rest of that money? Well, I understand that the farm has to, you know, they have to pay the bills too. They have to run the show. And, and, and then, but a manure disposal fee. Okay. Like, cause you're going to muck the stalls. I don't know what the nominating fee hey, is. Maybe that for sounds $85, like $85. I want them mucking my stall. <laughs> Well, that's not including mucking. That's just disposal. I know. I just, for that amount of money, I want them to muck my stall. And the stall, you know, in eventing, I remember paying $250, $275 for stabling. And basically, they would bring up a pop-up stable so they could house everybody. So I, I get that costs money. And then a service fee and a mandatory well, schooling fee. What? You don't have to do that. And then shavings for $52. Like, I'd bring my own. But apparently, you can't. So, and, you know... Jennifer brought up a good point, too. She said, you know, it's that shows have changed from when you were a kid and she was a kid. A lot of the shows were just local farms, right? And now there's less and less of the local farm shows and the more of the bigger shows. More so, of World Equestrian Centers. And yeah. Stuff. And they're, so you're paying for the facility, uh, you know, and then the show's trying to make money and you're paying for the facility and all of that. And I get that. And you know, she said that's when that's also when the day fee came in. Because even if you're not stabling now, they charge you a day park fee to park your trailer, which never used to happen because you parked in the field out behind the barn, right? Yeah. Uh, so that never used to happen. So do, are we sounding, am I sounding like a grumpy old horse husband? <laughs> well, I mean, I, none of these things seem unreasonable, I guess, but also I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to Well, do they it. don't seem unreasonable, but when you add them up and you figure you're going to do Good that twice God. a month or three times a month, and that, you know, so you're looking at 1500 2000 by gas and all that stuff too, right? Ah, oh, just adds I up. Remember, when I lived in Kentucky, I lived uh, near probably about 10 minutes from the horse park. And so we would compete at the horse park and the entry fee was $85. And I wouldn't have to pay stabling. I wouldn't have to get shaving. So I would just take him do my ride and then go home. And that's the only reason when I was that young and broke, I could afford to compete was because it was $85 and I had my horse at a self-care facility. But, you know, I know now that if I'm going to go to a recognized horse trial, it is a minimum of a $1,000 weekend, even for eventing and eventing was always way more affordable, even if it takes so many more things to get it going than just an arena. Like it takes a cross country course and the show jumping you have to the dressage arena and all that. Now it's a thousand dollars a weekend. And I just, I can't afford to compete. I can't, but there's some little local shows I can't wait to go to. So <laughs> there still are those around. And you know, Jennifer, when you, you went to the local jumper show, you also competed in like 12 classes, right? You signed up for everything and the hunter shows, yeah. especially, right? So you always I try to get a high point for the day. Yeah. Which means I got yeah. ribboned in every class. I barrel raced, I egg and spoon raced, <laughs> right. I did the low hunters. Yeah. <laughs> and as a horse husband, I appreciated that because at least I got to see my wife riding more than once while waiting eight hours. So yes, yeah. Because she always seemed to either have the first dressage test that we had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get to, or the last one in the day. It was yeah. never in the middle. 
No. All right. Let's. Uh, speaking of riding, you know, one of our terrific sponsors is WinTech, and I saw our last WinTech winner got her saddle. She posted pictures. It looked beautiful. Uh, whether you're training or riding local trails, there's the WinTech saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The WinTech 2000 All Purpose is for riders who want a bit of everything, from training to fun beach days with friends. You will experience total luxury in this top of the range WinTech saddle. Your horse world door, the super soft panels, which mold in and around muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the deep seat, your leg will find its natural groove, and your contact and communication will become effortless, so you can focus on having fun. And when it gets dirty, don't worry, you're not ruining your saddle, just put it on the fence and hose it off. You're done. Hang it out there to dry. Explore the entire Wintech Saddles range at wintech-saddles.com. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Your membership gives you access to Hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros. Exclusive interviews and lectures. Slow-motion demonstrations. Insider access to private clinics and lessons. And step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Well, um, you know, I, I had a couple other news stories here, but, you know, we've spent a long time talking about nothing. So let's get... <laughs> I did want to mention the Lipizzan, though. One of the things that happened in Norway when we were there is you see a lot of UNESCO World Heritage Sites. I don't, I don't quite remember what UNESCO is, but I know that they have World Heritage Sites, and you hear about it all the time when you travel. And you probably saw some in Italy, and they make a big deal about it. Well, now something has been made a uh, put on the cultural heritage list for UNESCO. UNESCO the- uses education, science, culture, communication, and information to foster mutual understanding and respect for our planet. There you go. And there must be a half a million sites because I must have heard it 50 times in Norway. So the one thing that's been added right now is the Lipizzan horse has been added as a UNESCO cult oh, cool. on the cultural heritage list. Uh, in the small Slovenian village of Lipica, the home of the Lipizzan horses, owners and enthusiasts got together to celebrate this. They had a little demonstration and horse show, and apparently people came from multiple countries to celebrate this. And they so the Lipizzan was started in in the little town uh, that I said, uh, La, Pisa. La Pisa, in the 16th century. And Lupica, the name of the town, was where the name came from. 
So, uh, and I didn't realize it was in Slovenia. Uh, and that's how it all got started. And, and the, apparently it's a picturesque little town. It dates back to 1580. And it currently stables more than 400 uh, Lipizzans are still there. Uh, and that's where they had, <coughs> excuse me, that's where they had the big party. So there you go. Lipizzans are now a world heritage, not a site, but a thing. <laughs> They're a thing. They're they a are thing. now a member of the thing. I didn't know that things could become a UNESCO thing. Using education, science, culture, and communication and information to foster mutual understanding and respect. There you go. And now now it's time. So that was a cultural thing, right? It's really based on a cultural thing. Well, this is something that's not. Pay it. I'll say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now. Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> sooner or later. He says it's not good culture, but it's cultural. Sad culture. <laughs> hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a lazy, very sad culture. Beware, horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when we read some ads. I heard you had some very funny ones the last couple of weeks. I saw some comments on Really Bad Ads. They uh, just keep coming. They keep Every week for 10, 14 years, however long we've been doing this. So we're going to give away some prizes today. You want to do that first? Absolutely. Right. The first prize is the Eco Gold Secure Saddle Pad, $190 right. value. Hold on. But what I did is I went and asked the auditors to pick the winning numbers. So uh, this morning they picked the four winning numbers for me between one and 298. I had the spreadsheet up. What did you say the first prize was? The Eco Gold Secure Saddle Pad. Worth 190 bucks. All right. Danielle picked number 34. And the winner is Rachel Briggs. Yay! Woo! Good job, Rachel. That's a nice prize. <laughs> you get to pick the color and style, English or Western. So very cool. That's a I have one that's awesome. What's the second prize? The second prize is the C4 gift collection. Belt, socks, etc. C4 has everything, even dog collars and watch bands. So uh, this is a prize that is worth $110. Cheryl picked the number 12. And that winner is Jessica Sackett. So Woo! congratulations, Jessica. You are now looking pretty in your C4 stuff. Okay, and the Riding Goat insulated riding jacket just in time for summer. Uh, <laughs> these coats are amazing. It keeps, they don't have an expiration date. so Exactly. Yeah, $200 value on this coat. It's super nice. Uh, so, Riding Goat. You, this is a lucky winner, whoever gets this one. Uh, Tanya picked number 88. And the winner is Cheryl Rings. So, congratulations, Cheryl. Woo! Good job, Cheryl. Value. I hope she lives somewhere cold. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, what, what? We have a last one, right? All right, we have one more prize, and it is the Gatsby Fly Collection. Fly mask with ears, leg wraps, fly sheet, neck cover, all the things. Hundred twenty-five dollar value, and who wins? Lily picked number seventy-one. Adrian Hansford. So congratulations, Woo! Adrian. Good job. That's the one Jennifer wanted. So you're lucky. Maybe Jennifer made that name up. 
No, I actually I don't, think you I do don't know who that is. I'm just <laughs> Congratulations to all of you. You'll be getting an email in the next week or so. Don't don't panic. Usually takes uh, horse lovers. By the way, thank you to horselovers.com. That's horse lovers with a Z for providing all of the prizes and also uh, to Eco Gold for providing prizes this year. But Horse Lovers has been doing this for us for 10 years now. And they put these prizes together and make it so easy for us. And we really appreciate it. If you want over 120,000 items, to shop with, head over to horseloverswithaz.com. All right. Congratulations, everybody. Let's do some really, oh my gosh. You want to read the also submitted? <laughs> so these we didn't even get to today. Lots of people vying for the prizes. Christiana, Allie, Caitlin, Beverly, Valerie, Amy, Hannah, Kara, Lindsay, and Julie. You guys are all, we're all entered. And uh, are they for next month? Uh, no, these were probably duplicates or... Oh, they get entered for for next month. Yeah, that's next correct. month because yeah. it's the second. Yeah, yeah that's so right. that's what I guess. you guys all right. are all entered for the next month of prizes, which we don't know what they are. But if there's none, you'll get a check for a million dollars from Glenn. Okay. <laughs> now, Loreen, we're going to wait till later. Okay. Uh, we're going to hold off on Loreen for a second. So I'll get started with Amanda's. So Amanda sent this one in: monthly lease, scouting you out. Parentheses scout. Registered Black Leopard Appaloosa. Oh, there's a lot going on there. Nine years old. 15.1 estimated hand-hand. This guy is the definition of perfection. Currently riding English the past two months, but has done Western as a chief on trails. He is skittish tacking up, but once you're on, he's fine. He is a very trusting horse, and he takes his cues from you and needs to learn he can trust you. So all of that's great. And then we've read these ads long enough He's to know. He's the definition of perfection, perfection, they said. Except for the following. <laughs> he can be spooky. He can be buddy sour. He won't cross tie. I would not recommend it for a beginner because of this. Great for the farrier. Loads like a pro. Only other vice I have come upon is he does not like to cross tie. That was mentioned twice. So I'm assuming <laughs> Must be really bad. <laughs> he is registered and has negative coggins. I will require a contract, probably saying that he's not responsible for your death. Yeah. So- <laughs> I love how it's a per- definition of perfection. My definition of perfection in a horse is not spooky, sour, and will not cross tie. Like, okay, so some of the big, like, red flags with horses, like, some of the worst behaviors is being spooky, <laughs> is being buddy sour, and not tying. Those are the three things people contact me to help them fix all the time. <laughs> I would not call that the definition of perfection. No. But I bet he's pretty. He's probably pretty. That's true. Uh, um, Hannah sent this one in. This is a... Oh, can I stop you before you do, Hannah's? I gave you the ones. You're going to see a... A theme? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hannah sent this one in. It's a Craigslist ad. Stud horse for sale in Rexburg. This horse is a dark dun color and has been around cattle its whole life. It is not trained. <laughs> Looking to sell it for 2200 or best offer. I am selling for my father who knows all of the details. <laughs> Don't contact Don't wanna, me. <laughs> wait, dark dun. This is a bay. The pictures of a bay, like a really, really well, scruffy, feral-looking bay horse eating hay. Do you see hay. the one behind it? Kind of looks dunnish. So maybe just pick, pick. He said, "Sonny didn't know which horse to take a picture of." Uh, 
This is, and by the way, this is like a picture that was taken with a cell phone from 2002. Yeah, and the horse is really <laughs> yeah. winter hairy. Um, so the other thing that's interesting about this is it's not trained and it's a stud. So it is a stud, and they want twenty. Yeah, it. stud horse for sale. Oh my God! Yell that! <laughs> and they want twenty two hundred dollars for the untrained stud horse, but it likes cows. <sighs> okay, you, you're Taylor's, good there, Taylor. Yeah, it's real cowie, real cowie. <laughs> let's turn do, it out with him. All right, so let's do Lorene next, and then uh, and then you have a you have to get your accent ready for the next one. Oh Lord! Here we go, Lorene. Hi. Good morning. It's Lorene Barden. Hi. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad from Panama City, Florida. PCB. Um, the <laughs> ad is titled Draft Halflinger Cross. Draft Halflinger Cross, 14 years old. She does ride, but stubborn needs an experienced person. She doesn't do all time, but will bump you off because she wants to go back to her buddies. I had her priced at $3,500. <laughs> I am, two words, I and then M, dropping her price, space, period, space. She would make a good pole horse, ought with more training, trail horse, a good cash in hand offer. She could become yours. No tire kicker BS is not welcome here. So for $3,500, you can have this horse that may or may not bump you off. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. I like the term bump. That sounds so much more polite than buck. So here's the thing. I, I, I've trained um, probably five or six halflingers. And what's amazing about them is every one of them comes to me with kind of the same problem. And uh, parents, uh, most belong to children because they're cute, the adorable, beautiful ponies but they're also draft horses so i'm like oh you mean you can't get him to pick up the canter and do a flying lead change and jump three foot fences and uh, also not buck your child off and not want to run back to the barn maybe you shouldn't have got a draft pony <laughs> like let's take a draft horse that's really a little bit slower a little bit more methodical a little less hot and responsive and breed it with a pony and so let's end up with a non-responsive, slower moving, attitude filled, <laughs> lazy. Act. Like I have met some really lovely hufflingers from a distance, um, but from up close, I haven't. Uh, you can send me your complaints. And so actually, if you have some great hufflinger stories, I'd love to hear them. But for the most part, children and ponies don't mix hufflingers because they're draft ponies. Sorry, thumbs event. If you'd seen the one I was talking about, you would know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> the next one. Oh, I, I, you know, well, I knew two, two of them before you go on. And the, I want to see if you had this experience. They wouldn't necessarily buck because that required effort. Mm. And they would just duck out. They would duck yes. out and the rider would just go straight down. <laughs> well, they have that amazing, like, short pony, short couple kind of like, whoosh, yes. where they, their yes. butt can stay in the same yes. place, but their shoulders move. Yep, and they're, then the rider's on the ground. And you're on the ground because then you're they're draft ponies and they're round as the dickens and they have yeah. no withers. And so then your saddle ends up going halfway off, too. And yeah. then they, they, yeah. they're you're so under smart. the belly. <laughs> Their ponies, they're so smart. They're like, oh, that worked. Yeah, we should do that again. <laughs> and it doesn't require much effort. See, bucking's too much effort for a draft pony. No, they're also draft 
and they're a bit lazy. Yeah. You know, it's just like you, you've just, you've created a monster. They're awesome driving courses from what I understand. But as far as me teaching your. Yeah, because they don't tend to bolt. That also requires a lot of effort. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but so. making it a little hunter jumper for your child. Ooh, you got the wrong course. Um, all right. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Who submitted this one? Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. This is horses in West Tennessee and West Kentucky. I have an I have 18 month old Philly colt. Oh, there's no punctuation. Sign of a gun. I have 18 month old Philly colt. She a quarter horse that hadn't been messed with none with much. She does have a halter on and has been led around some, but very little. She is sound and has good feet young enough to make her whatever the letter you want out of her. I just don't have the time to do it. Located in Cave City, Kentucky. I feel like we've had Cave City quite a bit on this show. And this is a picture of, um, do you remember Precious Magic Gallop yeah, Jennings? Look, I totally looks, thought of. Yeah, it's like a scruffy black pony, and this one is standing in at least six months of poo. No soul. No, oh, that has I to need, be a foot and a half of poo. <laughs> it really does. In a stall, like in a yeah, shed. Yeah, it does. And it was a cult. It's a Philly cult, Glenn. Yeah. yeah well, it's well, a Philly cult. It's a Philly cult. Yep. <laughs> Jessica said this one in. This is from the Cincinnati area equestrian world. Facebook page for everything. Stock trailer for sale. This has got to be a joke looking at the pictures. I'll get to that. I think this is a joke. It can't be real. Obviously, good. Stock trailer for sale, unknown year, not sure if it if brakes or lights work, and possibly needs new tires. A little bit of rust, but overall good condition. <clears throat> Asking $7,000, no lowball offers. I know what I got. And what's it a picture of, Jamie? <laughs> uh, it's a picture, Glenn, of, um, well, they've taken it from a kayak. <laughs> Can you see that they're, they're photographing this horse trailer <laughs> in a, from a kayak because this uh, two front stock trailer is in the middle of a lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to row out to it to take pictures of it. So That's why that's she why couldn't I, tell about the tires because they're <sighs> underwater. <laughs> probably needs tires. Yeah, I'm probably. not going to. And the brakes are kind of rusty, I bet. I'm not sure they're oh, working either. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, Ursina sent this one in. Free paint stallion. I swear to so God, So this has people, been every ad I'm, for you today. <laughs> I'm going to educate you all on how to castrate, how to book an appointment to have your horse castrated. Free paint stallion. If you can rope him, load him, and drive him away in your trailer, he's yours. Andy was a rescue, my husband, and I rescued four years ago. He was famished and nothing but skin and bones. Well, now he's a big bully, and he's kicking the crap out of my other stallion. Yell that one, too! <laughs> he's super friendly otherwise. Edit. He's not a mini. Measures 42 inches at the withers. Personality is 18 hands. Yeah, for, he's 10 <laughs> hands tall, Glenn. He's the devil. <laughs> let, let, me, let me read between the lines here. They rescued it four years ago and haven't touched it since. No. No. They turned it out in the field. Nope. And they didn't even geld it. And you nope. wait. The, hold on. Are you telling me the two stallions out in the field are fighting? That's so weird. And it, this picture, this 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 little pony is built like a tank. I mean, it's he is not pony. skinny. No. <laughs> um, and he 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 looks like the devil. <laughs> like he looks. It's a it's a fat paint. Pinto pony in a, in a field and like his entire back half is white, but his whole front half is brown with his face and black mane falling over his eyes. And I'm pretty sure he's 
looking at his next murder victim. And did you notice how they hid his feet behind a branch on the ground so that you couldn't see how long and curly they were? Because he's never had his feet done either. Oh my God. Uh, Beth sent this one in. No soul! <laughs> this one's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Three-year-old male. Needs to be tamed is really a good listener. He's a healthy horse. What does that mean? Needs to be tamed. He's a really good listener. How do you know if he's a good listener if he's not tamed? Sounds like a like a personal ad. Like it does. <laughs> he needs to be tamed. Like for but your, he's like a really for your drug addict brother. <laughs> really good listener. He's healthy, you know, clean. <laughs> no job, but <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in between jobs right now. Yeah, he's got right. some big ideas, and I feel like he's very handsome and would make a good partner for anybody because he's a really no, good. He's listener. a good listener because he's stoned all the time. But you know, beside that, <laughs> he's so high he can't move. Yeah, you're stuck. I might have seen some of those in uh, in Amsterdam last week. To be honest. Do you want me to do the next one, Cheryl? Yeah, yeah, I think I forgot to get... Yeah, you do the next one. Okay, Okay. so it is a pink coat. That's P-I-N-Q-U-E. Pink coat is like a fox hunting jacket. And then a picture of also two fox hunting... vests that go under the coat uh and in it and they're on hangers so it looks like obviously for sale and the ad is my ex-husband stuff make me an offer please pay shipping he's five seven used to be thin and they fit him he's fat now (laughs) (laughs) he's fat so i divorced him (laughs) No animosity with this woman. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He's just fat. Do you want me to do that next? You have a, you usually color code these, and they're not, so uh, I'm feeling disorganized. I know. I I, uh, I think I got way late halfway through. Katie sent this one in. ISO Unicorn. Looking for a free lease or retirement home for an ancient, questionably sound horse or pony. We're not sure which. Um, absolutely no go button required. In fact, I'd prefer if the go button didn't even exist. Must be able to walk calmly for a small child who desperately wants to ride independently. Does not actually need to have a unicorn horn. Will probably be named something like Pretty Rainbow Pom Pom, since spirit is already taken. It would be nice if it ties without drama and enjoys or at least tolerates an occasional spa day. I'm talking needs Butte to do more than walk or jog a couple of times a week kind of horse. It's cool if it has Cushing's. So does (laughs) (laughs) some maintenance. Okay. Dry lot needed is fine, but I have plenty of grass too. Has heaves? No big deal. Roars? That's fine. Hate stalls? Good. I hate cleaning them. <laughs> you want to come visit occasionally? Great. Bring treats. The pony and the cow are horrible beggars. Budget? Roughly zero. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we want the perfect pony for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a lot of people like I just feel like I'm constantly seeing people that want exactly this horse. For which, free. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. for free, but like, you know, the, the sick, lame, they don't care. Just as long as my kid can walk around and not die. Well, that's better than getting them, you know, the, the four-year-old a Mustang. The, yeah, yeah, I would say like these people like go to the local auction, you know, and, 
Save one of those dudes. Uh, the next one comes from Southeast Georgia Horse and Tack Facebook page. And Faye sent this one in. Faye, wonderful. Thank you so much. Of one XXX, if you pick him up by this weekend. And uh, it's a picture of a horse in a field very far away. And he looks very alerted that you're somewhere close to him. So good luck. <laughs> we had good a theme luck catching to- him. So what was the theme today? Untouched horses that are studs. That was the yeah. theme today. And oh, and we want a lot of money for him. <laughs> so that was our theme. Or I'll take it for free. <laughs> All right, we have to get to our post-show auditors. Hang on. You all have a terrific weekend riding your ponies around the country this weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. I will tell you real quick that, um, you know, Ace was in the hospital with a mild bout of colitis this past week, and I was informed, I was told to get him out and ride him around just so he can get some exercise I don't know if they know he's out on 20 acres all the time, but like, I was like, cool. And, uh, you know, I had just a rough morning and yesterday was rough and just like kind of dealing with some stressful stuff. And I put that tack on that horse and I climbed on and God bless if I didn't feel a lot better. Oh, horses. Yes. All I say all the time. Why do we love, why do we do this to ourselves? And then you get on and ride them and you're like, Oh, that's why. That's why. So love your horses, hug your horses, spay, neuter, and gouge your horses for God's sake. 